Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. As we celebrate the greatness of Prey, it's time to rank all seven Predator films from worst to best. In the last episode, we promised that we would be back with more to say about the Predator franchise. And we are. Patrick's on the show. Yep, I'm here. And we've asked back our good friend Levi Warren. Thanks for having me. Who, in the last episode, if you remember, we said that we goes to Levi and we says to Levi, we says, hey, have you seen all the Predator movies? And he said... No, I haven't. Or I've seen the first two. He'd seen the first two. And then we said, would you watch them so we could do a podcast? I'm on it. And he said, I'm on it. And he watched them. He watched the six movies two in two days or, or whatever. But... We saved The Predator for last just because I think it's a funny movie to watch with uh, other people. It doesn't land the same way if you're watching it all by yourself. Mm, I, I can see that, yeah. And now we are prepared to rank all seven, seven? Yeah. yeah. Seven, seven movies in the Predator franchise from worst to best is the way we're going to do it. Mm. So we and then along the way, I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about the Predator movies. Um, first, Patrick, tell us how you feel about the Predator franchise as a whole, without giving too much of your list away or spoiling it. You know, if we had someone like Tyler on the show, he'd be like, "Oh God, yeah, they made me watch these movies. I don't care about this crap." And Bethany would be like, "Now is his thing magic?" Yeah. You know, yeah. What is, <laughs> is his thing magic? Yeah. What do you think about the Predator movies? What's your history with Predator? Um, you know, as a kid in the 80s, wa- wanting to watch all these movies but not being allowed to, uh, I was fascinated with Predator in the same way I was fascinated with Jason and Freddy. And I said in the other episode, he, he felt like a movie monster to me. Um, and, he, you know, he's scary because he just hunts and kills people for sport. And he does... He looks like a monster, because he is. But when I was surprised when I got old enough to watch these movies, that the they're kind of just like awesome sci-fi action movies with a cool horror aspect to them. At least the you know the first two at the time. So, uh, and as a kid loving all the Arnold movies, this was a perfect mix for me. So I've loved Predator movies. I love watching them. I don't always love them, but. I'm a fan of Predators. <laughs> That's an important distinction. Yeah. It's funny now that you mention it that they have such a reputation for being horror movies. My kids were asking me recently, uh, as I was re-watching these movies at night, they'd come into the room and be like, what are you watching? I'd have it on pause. and well, I'm watching Predator 2. Like, oh, is it scary? And I'm like, well, I guess kind of. These are not really... Horror movies, in the true sense, they have like uh, horrifying elements. Yeah, but there's not like jump scares. They're pretty violent, sp- yeah. spooky yeah. stuff. I think it's that you know they are sci-fi action movies, but it's not like Independence Day. <laughs> it has a decidedly edgy thing to. In fact, here's a story I love to tell. When I was a kid, this is my first exposure to Predator. I remember it vividly. I was in grade school. Uh, a friend of mine in grade school was telling me about a movie he watched last night. I saw this cool movie last night. It's about this alien in the jungle that skins people and hangs them upside down in a tree. 
That was how he put it to me. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified of just that concept. He didn't like describe it, the visuals, or didn't say like, oh, it was this one guy. He just, it's about an alien in the jungle that skins people and hangs them upside down in a tree. And I said, what the? And I go home and I'm telling my parents, oh, my friend, he said he saw this movie about an alien in the jungle, skins people upside, hangs them upside down in a tree. And the, both my parents immediately knew what he was talking about. And my mom was like, oh, I cannot believe his parents let him watch that, you know, and that. And uh, now I have a lot of questions. What is the movie? My dad's like, oh, it's called Predator. And I was like, oh, is it good? And my dad was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, well, dang, man. I wish I could see this movie, but that sounded so scary to me. And then, I, you know, we really loved Ar- uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as kids. And I was like, oh, Arnold's in it. Um, and he did, he being Predator, when it's funny because the... There's not just one of them anymore. But the titular predator of the original film was like a monster. In fact, a friend of ours in our Boy or Cub Scout group had monster movie monster mm-hmm. trading cards. And they had Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. They had Brundle Fly from The Fly yeah, on the them. Fly one. And there was Predator. And we would gather around them and look at him and be like, whoa, whoa, look at his face, so crazy. And, but, you know, he has this kind of iconic shape the predator does it's a, you know a very it's a human body plan so he's got the two you know his bipedal two legs and arms but the something about the mask and the dreadlocks and the frame it's instantly recognizable and it's really cool the first time you see it, you're like oh, I've never even my kids they're like have all these questions about predator since i've been re-watching them and then without me trying to foist it on them at all they're like drawing oh we want to draw predator there is something about it's appealing it you know it's yeah it's cool. It's a cool idea. And the first one does kind of play out as a horror movie because as it goes, it's hard to remember now, but you are slowly introduced. First, the soldiers are just killing each other, and then he's in there doing it as well, and then you see some of his weapons, and he's invisible. Then you finally see him, but it's not till the end of the movie that you actually see his face. It does have a slasher conceit in that yeah. he's slowly picking off the cast and then one you, by one. And you were revealed to the audience is learning how much of a monster he is as it goes. So, it, but then, you know, that, then that whole gimmick's lost because all the other movies, you know exactly what it looks like. And stuff. It's not a bump in the night horror movie or a supernatural horror movie, or it's not even a traditional monster movie per se, but it does blend all these kind of genres together to make something that's really unique. That, that first film and it stands the test of time uh, obviously, because they keep making movies and it's kind of, geez, permeated lots of different media. Predator comic books and video games. I mean, kids in school growing up would have like the Alien versus Predator game and wouldn't know anything about the movie. So a friend of mine gave me a, an individual issue of an Alien versus Predator comic book. And I remember thinking it was the coolest thing ever. I remember having figures. I had the... Uh the Batman versus Predator comic we books. Yeah. We did too. When I was a kid, I remember. I was just the other day. I was searching the old Google, looking for. I was like, man, I remember that cover of that comic book, and I found found the one. That I was it was good. For, yeah. In fact, I, I also re looked it up because <laughs> I, I had a funny conversation with Abby at, at the end of Predator Two. She had some questions. She was in the room while I was watching it. And she's like, I don't get it. Why do they do this and that? I was like, well, you know, when Batman defeated the Predator, they gave him 
a uh, it was like a sword, a ceremonial mm-hmm. sword that the predator defeated predator commits like seppuku with. Oh man. And uh she's like Batman. <laughs> man, you don't know Predator. Yeah. <laughs> he there's even like a Archie and Jughead versus oh, Predator yeah. comic. Uh so truly an icon of genre cinema. Seven movies deep. Levi, what's your experience with the Predator franchise? You'd already seen the first two, did yeah. you go way back with them? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think my parents were pretty lax with what I could watch when it came to movies because I remember watching those movies as a kid. I I mean, maybe I was watching, like, edited-for-TV versions. Yeah, that's how we first got I, you to know, them. But, they play them on Fox. But yeah, I remember TBS specifically, like, as a kid, you know, watching those films. And, I mean, you know, the first Predator... I guess, yeah, it has the violence and stuff, but it doesn't go into all the, like, you know, like, nudity and stuff like that you get in Predator 2. So, I mean, I'm, I maybe watched an unedited version of that when I was a kid. And I loved it. I was into Arnold, too, all the, you know, all that stuff. Terminator, Total Recall, Commando. I loved Commando oh, for yeah. some reason, we you know. Huge on Commando. so great, man. Then we suited up. <laughs> That seems great. And so, yeah, as a as a kid, yeah, I, I loved them, and I, and so I think it's you know definitely a nostalgic yeah franchise for me because of that. When you revisited the original two for the sake of this podcast, how long had it been since you had seen those movies? Well, I definitely had had watched Predator as an adult, but you know it's probably been you know, 10 to 15 years. Maybe? That's a long time. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to how old am I as an adult, I guess. You know. check the numbers on it. Um, Predator 2 had probably been longer than that since I had seen that. Yeah, that was the same thing for me. I went back and rewatched all of them, and I had seen... I just watched the original Predator again last year, so we were... Uh, we made Bethany watch it, and <laughs> she was not happy. We thought, I honestly thought part of me, you know, she's, she's kind of unpredictable. Her and Abby are both like this, that you think that you've got their palette figured out, and then every now and then you'll show them some movie that you're sure that they're going to hate, and it'll just be funny to watch it with them because they'll hate it so much, and they'll be like, no, that was good. Yeah. I liked that. But no, they were not happy. They were... They were like, this is a boy movie. That's what they kept saying all through Predator. This is such all a right. boy movie. And that's right. <laughs> no, there's a girl right there in the movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, the one thing I realized, so Predator was kind of fresh on my mind. And, you know, the Predator is only a few years old now. So some of these are more recent. And when the, the Predator was about to come out, I rewatched Predators. So I'd seen that one recently. But I had not seen Predator 2 in a very long time. And I think since I was a kid, but I had seen it several times as a kid. So when it, I was watching it, it was like this strange sensation of I, I know Danny Glover's in it and I can remember that this or that happens. But other than that, none of it was in my memory. But as soon as it started playing, like my mind was repopulating the scenes one second. A front, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, right. So now this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Uh, and that's a, it's a funny way to 
revisit old stuff and your, your brain slowly telling you, Oh, we did. We have seen this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember very specifically when, you know, Danny Glover goes to visit the voodoo king <laughs> the dude in the alley, whatever. <laughs> and then predator, you know, gets him, gets his head. And even when he goes to, they go to that like penthouse place and, you know, after predators there and all the bodies and stuff. I mean, you know, I have those, scenes i remember like yeah as a kid like oh dang you know yeah the one thing that stood out, out in my mind that i was like at some point i know he's going to be climbing a building in a lightning storm and brandishing yeah. a skull yeah, and first, spinal cord i and that, getting shocked by lightning that right? reminds me well, how did he just get hit by lightning <laughs> and that did nothing to him it, it just awesome, charged his batteries to his I, suit i guess so we're going to go around the uh, little circle here and starting at the bottom, your least favorite and slowly working up to everyone's number one. Um, you're going to explain wh- why each movie's on your list mm-hmm. or what, what the movie is, why it's on your list, where it is. And then we're going to have words. Patrick, what is your least favorite in all the Predator movies and why? At the bottom of my list, I put... Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Um, and this probably could be switched with the one above it on the list, I guess. This I put it at the bottom of the list because I thought that Pred Alien thing was dumb. <laughs> That's just I thought Fair it enough. was cool when the guy came out with no, the do whip. Do you say it Pred Alien or Predalien? Predalien. <laughs> uh, but kudos for this movie because they just blew them all up at the end. Yeah, the movie was pointless. I still yeah. think they should have, instead of going with Predalien, they should have taken the Xenomorph and taken the Xeno and called it a uh, Xenitor. Yeah. Xenitor. Apparently the name that they gave to the Predalien on the set was Chet. Uh, the the animatronic and the suit they called Chet because they're trying to think of just like a jerk movie character and they thought of uh, Wyatt's brother in Weird Science. Yeah, sure. He was a jerk. The thing about Requiem, maybe you guys felt like this, when you watch AVP and then this one, it felt fun watching this one because this one was violent again because AVP wasn't very violent. Um, But this one was still stupid. So it's at the bottom of the list. Yeah, my least favorite Predator movie is Alien vs. Predator Requiem. And uh, I had a really strange uh, experience with this. Because when the original AVP came out, there was a lot of hype amongst us. We were super thrilled to go see it. Mm -hmm. And obviously the PG-13 rating was a huge point of contention because you've got the Alien franchise and the Predator franchise had never, neither of them had ever had a PG-13 movie. Not only were they all, all Alien movies rated R and all Predator movies rated R, they were very... R-rated. Right. The gimmicks where one uh, is hunting skulls that he rips out of their victims, and the other ones, they're born by being burst from chests. That's not PG-13 stuff. Yeah, so the kind of life cycle and motivation of both of the titular characters requires an R rating to show to depict it on screen at all. And you're like, well, out of the gate, you know, like, okay, well, we're not going to see... Anything that we're used to seeing in these movies, but whatever, we'll go see it. And then, so after that controversy, Requiem came along, and it was the studio's obvious 
apology for the controversy of the PG-13 rating. I remember specifically they released a Red Band trailer, and it was a sup- essentially a supercut of all the gore uh-huh. in the movie. And we, I remember on, we, we were traveling. We heard that it was out. We fired up a laptop, and this was... You know, probably in the days when you had to have like a Wi-Fi card stuck in the side of your laptop to get a connection. Mm-hmm. And we watched this low-res Red Band trailer for a- the Alien vs. Predator sequel. Like, whoa, man, this thing is going to be brutal. It was showing like, you know, just crap getting eviscerated, heads exploding. And like, now we're talking. And I, w- Abby and I went to see it in the movie theater on Christmas Day. <laughs> Classic. As we, as we, we had that tradition for a while where we'd go see a late night movie when Christmas kind of winded down. So what you do when you don't have the kids? Yep. And it was fun. And that was like the new movie. And I was stoked to see it. So she's like, whatever, I don't care. And we went and saw it. And in the theater, I remember being really into it. I was like, oh, that was a lot of fun. It was so campy and gory and uh, atmospheric. I remember thinking that it was like uh, interestingly atmospheric. And then I rewatched it for the sake of this podcast and found it to be terrible. I uh, don't know what I was watching the first time. <laughs> In fact, like it was almost irredeemable. And not only was it to me just the the writing is hilariously bad and not in a self-aware kitschy kind of way. There's a scene at the beginning of the movie where one of the human main human characters is a pizza delivery boy. He comes to deliver a pizza to the house of the girl he has a crush on, but there's some bullies hanging out at her house. And he walks in, and in, he's just in his pizza boy delivery uniform. One of the bullies says, nice outfit. Isn't Halloween in October? That's a real line in the movie. They're like, no, mm-hmm. he's clearly the pizza delivery guy. Like, he has a work uniform. <laughs> Levi, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> Stupid. It was so ridiculous. That's at the very beginning of the movie. You're like, what? How did that get by so many people? That actor had to say that line, and it's like one of his only lines. Yeah. I felt so bad for him. The logic is, of course, ridiculous throughout the entire movie. But then there's the other big problem. You can't see any freaking thing in Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Mm. I started to think that maybe like it was a bad movie with my particular settings on my TV. And then I get to reading the reviews afterward as I'm doing my homework on this movie for this podcast. And 90% of the bad reviews are pointing out the fact that you can't see anything. You, there's these huge battle sequences that are like outside in the dark in the rain. And get this, it's the cinematographer from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, oh, interesting. He found a new gimmick of just making it dark, I guess. You know, he because yes. he had this really interesting career thing where he obviously wasn't a real cinematographer when they made Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Apologies. I think his name's Pearl, Daniel no, Pearl. He's or a something. fan of the show. He's definitely yeah. listening. So I'm sorry, Mr. Pearl. Um, you can obviously light him and shoot a movie better than I can. But Texas Chainsaw mm. is like a happy accident. You know, look at that thing. But yeah. then they brought him like back. To be the cinematographer for the remake, remember reading that? Like, yeah. oh, they got the guy from the original. It's going to be so gritty. But then it looked like a Hollywood movie because he probably was like, "Well, now I actually know how to work cameras and everything." Um, and he thought that the the cinematography in the first Alien versus Predator movie was 
unforgivably like harsh lighting and fixed cameras. It was too Hollywood. It was like not dark and mysterious enough. The creatures were too exposed. So he was going to make it really atmospheric. And what you get is like long scenes in the sewer where you can't see what's happening. Long scenes in the rain where you can't see what's happening. I mean, it's really a lot of rain and like tails whipping around and stuff. And you're like, what? Is going on? I think he could just. He saw that pred alien thing and said, "It's dumb." Oh, he said, "Oh make God, it dark. we cannot point <laughs> a single this. light at this movie." <laughs> there are at least a couple of cool things. Predator has a whip. Yep. There's one cool shot of the predator extending his telescopic spear in the rain, and you're like, "Oh, that looks cool." I guess. Other than that, Requiem wow. is pile of trash y'all are making me rethink my list <laughs> levi what's your least favorite predator movie i i would i'll stick to my list yeah, i would don't say alien versus predator i i to me for whatever reason it just out of all of these films it felt the most implausible <laughs> <laughs> you know the whole going to where were they the ant were they in antarctica, antarctica? yeah and I, I don't know. It's like they're traveling around there. I just everything was so easy. To, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Is it that easy nowadays to travel through Antarctica? They just get to that old mining place and they're like, oh, let's go down this big hole. And they got the technology. They say, oh, hooray! A hole's I know, already here. I don't know. The whole thing to me just felt really silly. I guess. And did, did you notice that the premise of Alien versus Predator? is essentially Prometheus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like this eccentric, rich billionaire, Wayland, by the oh, way. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. It's Wayland. I mean, yeah. He hires a group of different experts to get him into some place that he can't get by himself because he wants to find out the secret so he can give himself lasting significance. Yep. Secret of the ooze. He wants the secret of the ooze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, I don't know. It just felt like... And much like Prometheus, all those experts act ridiculous. Yeah, they make yeah the that's the thing. Decisions, yeah. You know, or even I was, I think maybe in a conversation we were having earlier, it just felt funny to me. It's like, oh, they, you know, this temple, it's somehow it was a perfect combination of what was it? It's like Cambodian, Aztec, Aztec, and something. Uh, you know, what, I don't know if it was Egyptian, whatever it was. You know, it's like. And then they can read the, these two experts are like, oh yeah, here's this perfect sentence. Just reading these weird pictograph yeah. things. Like it, he translates you know, into English to the point that they're like nuancing an adjective or something yeah, like that. It's it, like, oh no, you read it wrong. It's like this. I'm like, yeah. eh, it's and it's just good. goofy. And you know, them walking into this place and finding, you know, the alien weaponry and just picking it up and doing all, it just felt like Scientists, I feel like, wouldn't actually approach entering a place like that. And so maybe it's nitpicky to say, oh, a, a movie about, you know, killer aliens is unrealistic. No, I agree. But that's what it felt like to me. And and I'm not really a fan of the, oh, let's just set it in snow. <laughs> I mean, the only sn- I, unless it's the thing. I, I don't like snow. I know, it's man. like I don't you know, man. Christmas? You know <laughs> what do you mean? What's the problem with the snow setting? It just seems boring to me. <laughs> it's like cold. I don't. But it's like, oh yeah, everything is just pure white, 
It's not interesting. You don't think it's a dynamic enough backdrop for an alien versus Predator? Well, most yeah. of the movie's in that freaking temple anyway. Right, so there's yeah, three, this is the third Predator movie to come out, right? Yes. Yeah, so it was yeah. Jungle, City, Snow. I Yeah, true. It is pretty interesting that, you know, the... Alien had Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, and then Alien versus Predator. Meanwhile, poor Predator, he got one and two sandwiched pretty close together, and then he went into his long hibernation until yeah. they drug him back out for Alien versus Predator. That, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. And I'm assuming we're about to be talking about this some more. So, Patrick, what was your next to least favorite? Your oh, sixth, yeah. Your sixth favorite... Yeah, predator it, was, movie. it was Aliens vs. Predator. Um, Mine too. Man. That's I was just getting us there so we could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just that I remember seeing this in the theater so excited, and then like afterwards I'm like, I feel like they didn't do much. Now, for the sake of, uh, you know, they're stretching the lore and the stories of this these things with the comic books, you know, canon and all these things. And for that sake, I'm like, ah, oh, uh, they made a temple before humanity where they would you know, have aliens and they would send their people to fight that. That's fine. But, uh, the movie wasn't good. No, we just kept waiting for them to like really get going. And then it was kind of over. I think it's one of those, we talked about this with prey a little bit in that the movie does the same thing that happens with Jurassic world dominion or in, uh, a lot of ways, yeah, I guess so. But it just has it has this factor where you see something in the movie that you're like, oh, I wish the whole movie was about that. Like, uh, there's a scene where they backstory the premise of the alien temples. So it's a rite of passage where they send these predators to battle what are essentially farmed xenomorphs. Yeah. Is that the the unblooded? Is that what they call them? When unblooded, yeah. And to, so that they can become young bloods? So that they can... Or yeah. something like that. I, yeah, they had to kill a xenomorph to level up. Yeah. yeah. And so they have these kind of captive queen xenomorphs down in these temples. And the temples are overseen by ancient civilizations that worship the predators. And th- this is all unfolding in like a CG montage that climaxes with this shot of like a few predator atop a pyramid that's like crawling with hundreds, thousands of xenomorphs before one of them activates their nuclear gauntlet. And they're like, and then that would destroy a whole and civilization. You're like, that montage was better than this whole yeah, movie. Really and was. by the way, that montage happens because they're translating it from the, oh, right. the, from yeah. the alien yeah. language. Yeah. Yep, somebody's off reading it wall. off the wall. They're, they're like, really, oh, here's they what really happened. Wow. Yeah. In fact, while I was re-watching it, I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, that's so much more interesting. And this scene of them you know, on the top of the pyramid, that would be a cool ending to a much better movie. And then I realized immediately after having this thought, oh, well, th- that would have taken so much more money yeah. to shoot. Like, obviously, they went for some level of minimalism because they're like, the, the studio has only given us this much money to they make this They spent all their money on that scene. So they built... you got to give Alien vs. Predator a few props, though. Uh, there's very few of them. One is that... On paper, the naked conceit of the movie is not the worst idea in the world. That's what I'm saying. I thought that was fine. They've got limited resources, and they're trying to think of something cool to do. The idea of 
you know, ancient civilizations building pyramids. They, they worship the predators and build pyramids so they can hunt xenomorphs in the pyramid and that the people will go down there exploring and get trapped in there with them while they're fighting. That's, if someone was pitching to me as a studio exec, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Go make that. Um, there's a lot of practical effects in Alien vs. Predator. There's some bad CG, but there's a lot of animatronic xenomorphs and you yeah, know, real goo, real goo, acid blood smelling. The sets are really big. Like, it's a real set. They're not on a green screen. That's about as much as I can give it. The mm. the queen alien still looks cool. I mean, that's yeah, an alien. The aliens and predator were both in the movie. They're both in it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> true. They do kind of fight, but the fighting itself is like one of the more disappointing scenes. The first really big is. scene of Alien versus Predator that you get is kind of like WrestleMania. He like spins it around and throws it and stuff. It seems you know again. Yeah, it kind of has to be because in the movie I think there's like three xenomorphs and three predators and they do that stupid movie thing where something happens physically to each of them really fast so that you can immediately tell them apart the well, yeah, the one gives the yeah. net net scar on its head face. and one of them burns its own mask and forehead when it bloods itself yeah uh but then there's not they can't just immediately kill all the xenomorphs the movie would be over or vice versa so, but what you want to see when you think of an alien versus predator movie is like sophisticated hunting of xenomorphs using all their cool tools to dispatch xenomorphs and predators getting like torn apart by xenomorphs. Some kind of not them wrestling, not them like spinning each other around and throwing He's each other out of the wall. Him, they would I'm kill not... that thing instantly, but I'll... he takes the time to spin it around. And throw <laughs> yeah. I'd want to play that game, like a wrestling game. <laughs> <Just> like... Yeah. <laughs> Pick a- your character, AVP. you can choose between two. Yeah. Or the person. Yeah, and its PG thirteen rating is showing really bad. Yeah, and they get away with some weird stuff in there. In fact, I was watching the first half with my kid because I was like, "It's PG thirteen. Who cares?" And <laughs> she's five, <laughs> uh, six actually. So she was tracking with it all the way up into the, you know they're in the fishing or whaling village before they go down there and there's not really a lot happened the predator comes and it hunts people and it's very pg-13 they all die off screen or there's like you see blood hit a wall it's no big deal and then anyway it was late so i was like you go to bed and then right after she left there is a chestburster scene oh. in that movie and it shows it mm. yeah yeah i was like oh geez it shows it for a split second but still Whose idea was that? A PG-13 alien versus predator? I didn't care for it. Yeah. I think I remember, too, doesn't that, st- that happens, like, pretty fast, the impregnation oh, yeah. by a face hugger. It seems to be to, minutes. To the actual chest bursting. Same thing I in mean, Requiem. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a big problem I had with that stuff is, like, you know, in the original Alien, I mean, it takes quite a while for yeah yeah he has it on his face for what seems like a day yeah and then it falls off dead and then he he gets gets up up, he hangs around for a while goes to dinner yeah so it's definitely a much longer gestation cycle in these movies they just like "Eh, we don't have time to show all that everyone knows how it works but then and um yeah in avp the predator gets face hugged (laughs) 
And then he gets up, and then he's just, like, yeah, he, kicking butt, fighting, doing all this stuff. Finally, I mean, you know, spoilers, I guess. The last one. shot of the The last movie. shot is, like, after he dies, then he's on the Predator craft, and chest burst happens Predalien. Yeah, right? Chet finally Chet. makes his appearance. <laughs> And so it's like, what's you know? The, I don't. You know, he's I don't like those inconsistencies. He was holding it. I in. don't know. It's just yeah. goofy to me. Oh, I agree. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, it, it obviously the filmmakers probably, and I read that they were like, oh well, everyone knows how it works now. There's no point in drawing out the mystery. I get that in Alien. You know, the audience is going, what the heck? What is it? And what's happening now? You know, they they yeah. intentionally draw out that question mark. So that they can be one of the greatest shock reveals in movie history. But we've all seen it. We all know how it works. I think that they could at least let time elapse off screen rather than... I mean, in AVP, this is not an exaggeration. The lady gets face hugged and then she wakes up uh, and the face huggers are still on the other people. So yeah. it's like been moments, and she's like, <laughs> and the thing comes yeah. out. It's like, oh my god, how did that thing grow so big? You know those things that you have to put in water and they grow. It takes them days. Well, I mean, they, they obviously in the those, temple they're just faster, you know. I guess, and they do obviously grow from a chest burster to a full xenomorph pretty quickly. Oh, in minutes in this, you movie. know. Yeah, and in AVP it's minutes. Yeah, I mean they're right into those things. And then I was one. I I guess maybe there were just three, but it seemed like there were a lot more. And I was like, where are the, all these things coming from? Because they have to be coming from people that have been face hugged. Were that many people? No, they didn't even have that many people. That's what and I'm not saying. Not only that, it's, here's a big question mark for AVP. So at the beginning of the movie, they show the chained. Queen alien. Yeah. And it's got this gross ovipositor pooping eggs on a conveyor belt. Which they connect her to yes. at first, right? Yeah. So she's chained up there. She has to poop eggs on a conveyor belt. The conveyor belt carries those leathery face hugger eggs into the sacrificial chamber where the Aztecs and the, you know, the Cambodians would lay on these uh in Antarctica, by the in way. In Antarctica, would lay on these little self-sacrificial beds to receive the honor of being face-hugged. Yeah. And the eggs would, like, I guess underground, go beneath the chamber, and then they would rise up right in front of the thing. It was like it was an elaborate mechanism that had been built for it. Well, they, they, you know, the Aztecs built stuff like that, right? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and then minutes later in the movie... Uh, one of the scientists, I can't remember what, what kind of scientist this guy was, the thick accent guy, uh, he wakes up in like a, one of those hive gooey oh, webs yeah, yeah. like a aliens, and the entire room that he was in is just covered in facehugger eggs. Oh like, yeah! What the heck? Where did they come from? Like the alien queen, eventually she busts free and runs around. But well, and that is you know in Alien versus Predator Requiem, like the whole you know buildings and hallways and stuff they're going through is somehow being totally transformed into like a weird alien xenomorph like hive thing, right? It's 
who's making all that stuff? <laughs> who's Does putting they, that up? Like they they're just decorating. They you know, decorate like, immediately. Oh, let's turn this into you know. I I just don't understand. And so I mean, obviously, AVP Requiem was my second. You know, so we both put the then, crossover movies at the bottom of yeah. it. Yeah, we all did. You know, the other thing that I forgot to mention about Requiem that I forgot about is uh, it has one of the nastiest uh, ideas in that the Predalian, Chet, has like a, a oral ovipositor. <laughs> like it spits oh, eggs yeah, yeah, into, yeah. but it apparently only wants to do it to pregnant women. So the idea is like, a, you know, mm-hmm. usually this is kind of an unwritten rule of mainstream cinema is that, you know, in even in really scary movies or brutal movies, children are probably safe. The elderly are probably safe. Dogs are probably safe. Pregnant women, you know. And this thing finds a waitress that's pregnant, grabs her on the face, and still blah, 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 puts eggs in her, down her throat. And it does, that actually has the scene in the, at the hospital, right? Yeah. In the maternity that's, ward where... That's how the aliens get... The alien burst out of a pregnant yeah. belly. I was kind of shocked. I forgot yeah. about that, and I was like, oh my Which, god, what a horrible I idea. mean, all of that, to me, is why Requiem is not the bottom, <laughs> you know? Because at least it had some, some gore. gore. <laughs> you know, I mean, because early on, the, the dude who's out hunting with his kid, right, and he gets, like, his arm blown off and just yeah. like all the you know it was like okay yeah like you were saying we're we're moving from pg-13 into r there's at least some you know something interesting or exciting going on I, yeah that That's, part that is to better. me i think why it elevates requiem just you know why i flipped those two from what you guys i said. think honestly the two of them depending on how i'm feeling on the day they could that's how i feel they could be yeah. one or the other yeah but I the agree. thing eight, having just watched them something about and we'll get i'm sure into this more as we go the idea of like xenomorphs and and predators running around in like small town usa ruins the whole thing yeah I don't. Yeah. It's hard to explain exactly why, but it just does not seem to work for me. So in AVP, even though it's a it's bad, bad movie, the location is still how some somehow exotic or interesting. Uh, like it's this ancient temple that they're in. Is some a xenomorph like? I mean, in this movie, they're in the sewers and running around on maternity ward and on top of buildings and. I mean, at one point, they're outside of a little girl's suburban window, you know? Oh, yeah. It's just, it doesn't it doesn't look right. It no, so you, wrong you to, about somebody it. Somebody was like, it'll be scary because of this, but then you just does it. I don't Nobody know. I feel like there's so many movies that have done that that's like, oh, let's, you know, this beloved franchise, and we'll take it to the human world, you know? It's like Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yeah, Why that's they how they came He-Man? out of the gate. Come with on, that. man! Like, Leave He-Man in Eternia. Out of Eternia, like, or you know, the Smurfs. Oh yeah, let's, let's take them to the city. Everybody's going to the city. Or the Brady Bunch. Freaking take them out of the seventies. Oh yeah, the Smurfs and the Predator. Yeah, that was the Smurfs movie. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. So that that if Requiem retained its terrible writing. And but it's interesting gore and it's baffling lighting. 
but had not been set in suburbia. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I could put it over the other one. They both suck. I'm going to be well, real. Yeah, but They're not as good. we're moving away from it, since we just talked about how great Prey was, maybe this next Alien movie will be as promising. Because it, it doesn't make sense that there's not a good Alien versus Predator movie. The concept is there. You just want to see it, mm. like you said, them hunting them with all their cool gadgets. That's, that's yeah, a cool I movie. Think you, yeah, you need somebody, obviously a skilled filmmaker, but somebody who gets it. I mean, everybody hated on, I mean, the film people hated on the idea of the crossover. They thought it was a dumb cash-in. I think maybe people were not aware of the fact that Alien vs. Predator had become an off-screen franchise unto itself with comic yeah. books and video games and toys. Yeah. I mean, this was in the 80s and 90s was an era where they would market action figures from R-rated movies oh, yeah. to children. We had, I had Terminator, Tom, yeah. Predator, Alien. I had all the Asher. Alien toys. Dude, I love mm-hmm. those things. They were fun. Yeah, And that's the thing, you know, I think why I was watching predator movies when i was a kid i mean it i they were marketing it to me you know yeah totally same i had like you know the nes uh nightmare on elm street game and i had an aliens i think it was like alien 3 or something like Mm -hmm. that nes game you know i was just like oh man i I want to see all this stuff as a kid you know yeah i mean we had all the Terminator 2 figures and Terminator 2 trading cards before mm. we saw the movie. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of the process of wearing parents down because we'd be so obsessed with it and talk about it for so long that I think your parents start to feel like, well, dang, man, I want them. <laughs> they love this thing so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they just, th- they just love it so much. They haven't seen it, but they just love they it. love this thing so much. And then it starts to feel like when you're a kid, you know, you don't care about spoilers. So we we'd seen the whole movie in trading cards. It's like, oh, yeah. this is the part where this is going to happen. But the AVP thing as a movie, I think it could be a cool idea. I don't know that it can be pulled off. I don't know. Maybe it's best left in a comic book or something. Something about bringing the two things together, if it feels like you can get away with that kind of crap with Freddy versus Jason, because it's already so off the rails stupid before it e- that even happens. But you kind of want, even though they exist in different worlds of respectability, Predator is not the, uh, I guess, sophistication, of, you know, filmmaking sophistication of Alien, Ridley Scott's original movie. Right. Um, but it's not trying to be either. It's Predator is like an 80s action movie with, you know, it's its own thing. It has Arnold saying one-liners and over-the-top violence. It's not like a, every shot is a painting like in Ridley Scott's movie. But, you know, we still take it seriously on its terms and Alien serious on their terms. And it feels a little bit like when they bring them together on screen, it compromises both because you're like, oh, man. I don't mind seeing it in a comic book, but Alien should be cooler than this. And Predator should be a little cooler than this. But maybe yeah. we're just so disillusioned by these two bad movies. They hurt us. Patrick, which movie was your fifth favorite Predator movie? Wait, fifth favorite? Oh, yeah, fifth favorite. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think... 
For me, it is predators. 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 <laughs> they, predators. They, you know, on uh, Yaucha Prime, you, <laughs> tourists come, they, you can go on the Predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, predators. I saw this in the theater. I remember getting in uh, Mike Jensen's truck, which, by the way, I forgot to invite him to this. He might have wanted to go. <laughs> oh, dang, man. Dang, Mike. Mike's thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went piled in his truck to go see it in the theater because we were excited because it seemed this was after the AVP disasters, right? So we were excited that it was like, oh, and it looked more gritty and grounded back into what we liked about Predator movies. And I thought it did a lot of cool stuff. I remember the trailer specifically seeing the the Yakuza guy and I was like, oh, he's going to fight, you know, somebody with a katana. That's awesome. And, uh, and it didn't quite live up to that trailer. <laughs> uh, I thought it was cool, but, you know, the idea of bringing them to the planet or whatever, it still felt like we've seen this movie. Before, you know, they're just hunting them in the jungle again, and it felt a little redundant. So that's why it's a little further down the list for me. Yeah, well, Predators, unfortunately. Go ahead, Levi. What were you going to say? Well, I was just gonna say, I—I I mean, I guess I understand the whole. They're—they're they're hunting people as you know, part of their sport and their culture and their honor kind of system or something. But they have the ability, apparently, to go to Earth, capture these people without them even knowing about it. They drop them, they parachute them in onto this planet. And they wake up and they're like, I can't even remember what happened. I was in a battlefield. I was in a battle. So these predators are stealing them from battles. And then they can't kill them <laughs> on a planet, <laughs> on, a, on their own alien planet. Yeah. It's well, like, really these are, what these is are the, the rookies, man? I, maybe that's they, it. That's the only way to explain it. Because I never it's like, why didn't why, when you stole him, why didn't you just kill him? <laughs> you win. You got your trophy. Maybe like the elder predators steal them for the you know game preserve. I guess for the young predators to the up and comers. But they probably should have mentioned that in the movie because yeah, they're. <laughs> Everyone in Predators is, uh, you know, each respective human has been selected for their dangerousness, you know. Especially Topher. Especially. Uh, Grace, is that what his last name is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his name on the 70s show? Eric. Eric. <laughs> Eric. Especially Eric. They're like, oh, this guy's dangerous. Especially Venom. And Venom, yeah. He was Venom. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's not forget. But Predators suffers from overextension. Uh on paper, once again, the idea is promising. It's got Robert Red Rodriguez at the director's chair, the director of Sin City and Planet Terror. Spy Kids. Spy Kids, oh. yes. Um, and he makes good, like, up-level B-movies. I mean, Planet Terror is great. Mm-hmm. And he's a capable dude. You think, oh, that's cool. He'll show this, the genre, some respect, but also like understand that it's, there's a slight element of tongue and cheekiness to it without being wink, wink and stupid about it. And, uh, I don't know. It feels a bit like too many things are shoehorned into the 
the simplicity idea is good that, oh, there's people being dropped onto a planet to be hunt on a game preserve. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll go there. But, oh, no, there's like tribal warfare with different kinds of predators. And there's like these big predators that don't like the little predators. And they're fighting over the people that are on there. Is that why they were fighting? I don't remember. Because then who's dropping in these predators for the hunt when there's tribal warfare going on? Well, you tell me. They were fighting. Remember that whole no, scene? No, I know. They, That's they what like, I'm saying. It they find make sense. that camp, and there's like one predator who's like tied up on a stake. Right. And they're like, it's oh, like capture the flag. They're in there, and then the two groups are all trying to fight the humans at once. So that uh, could be actually. Then yeah. they find Lawrence Fishburne, and he's on the ship, and he's been there forever, and he's lost his mind. It's just like so many moving parts in a movie. That's and, and I get it. You know, maybe they're thinking incorrectly, as Prey proved that, like, oh, we can't do something as simple as the original. We've already seen that. We can't do mm-hmm. it anymore. So we need more stuff. This and rather than trusting the formula and you know having the taste to kind of reinvent it by changing the setting and the characters and the premise slightly, instead they're like, no, just shove more stuff in it, and so it becomes crowded. And some of the scenes that would be cool don't breathe as much. That whole scene where the yakuza guy sword fights the predator in the mm-hmm. field—it's like this. Would be kind of, this is kind of cool. I like this idea, but it feels like it's happening so fast. There's yeah, so much crap go going on. So, for that reason, I also have Predators as my number five. I do as well. Oh, hey. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny, too, because initially seeing it, I remember being pretty stoked on it. I remember being like, hooray. But I think maybe it was just like, it was a good Predator movie. This, it was, this was after finally. the AVP yeah. fiasco. So that felt nice. And it is better than those. Yeah. Gotta yeah. give it to them. I think they also, it felt to me like they, you know, they took so much from the original, you know, the one-liners and the and the concepts just, you know, straight from predator or whatever where it's just like it, it but it felt really cheesy and poorly done you know it was like yeah it started to feel hokey and not yeah a tasteful homage yeah there was the slight mention of themselves. arnold in the movie and we all got excited in the theater when they're like oh, oh yeah. there was a guy and he fought and like oh they're talking about arnold patrick what's yeah. your fourth favorite um we're out of the realm of ones you don't like now, I'm assuming, and up to ones you do like. Yeah. you did like Predators. Yeah, yeah. And this one, is, uh, uh, I'll say, was The Predator. And this one we just watched with Levi cause for the mm. first time. And um, I saw that. I remember going to see this in the theater. Excited for a Predator movie, not expecting it to be good. And I did not like it as much because I was watching it in the wrong way. Um, after seeing it once and then going back to it with more, you know, you kind of have to watch it like Jason in space, you know? And if you watch it with that filter, it's a lot of fun. It's not like the best predator movie. (laughs) It's actually not a good predator movie to me, but, uh, as an experience, it was better than all the other ones behind it. I agree. I also have it at number four, which is making these lists boring, but there it is. Uh, 
And the same exact story. The first time I remember specifically getting home from a late night screening and Abby was like, how was it? Because we were so excited. And I was like, it sucked. It was stupid. Uh, I couldn't believe how stupid it was. And then I got uh, like a bo- a Predator box set as a Christmas gift that I asked for. <laughs> and the first thing I did was take out the Predator and put it in and watch it. Yeah. And the second time I watched it, just like Patrick's saying, I was cracking up and... I remember in between reading a review, as the reviews were overwhelmingly negative, but I, I read one review where a guy was saying that he went to an early screening, this uh, movie journalist of The Predator, and he called it like supreme midnight movie experience. Like it's just this be on purpose. It almost has like a Gremlins 2 quality yeah. to it where it's, manic and ridiculous and it's almost almost winking in the camera self-aware um i think gremlins 2 is a little more this sounds like a crazy thing to say but sophisticated in its self-satire the predator is kind of a, a mess uh but it's funny it's actually uh entertaining in its ridiculousness yeah and the main guy that was um uh, the main bad guy that was in Black Panther and stuff. I don't know his name. Uh, hmm. He was great. What do you mean the main bad guy in Black Panther? The main black, the main bad guy in this movie was in Black Panther. The scientist guy that was rolling. And he's also in the TV show everybody likes. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. I thought when you said the main guy, I thought you were talking about the dude who was the bad guy in Logan. No. With the metal hand. He's kind of, he was the good guy in this one, right? Yeah, he was the good guy. Yeah. Yes. The guy from This Is Us. This Is Us. He was great. I really liked him. He's funny. Yeah. He was funny. As he was really crap. made, he really brought it home. Yeah. Several times. Yeah. Once you get to that line where they, the, this was the Gremlins 2 kind of humor. She says, that's not a, it's like, this is, we call it a predator because it blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, after hearing the description of what it does, that's not a, that's not a predator. It's a, trophy hunter you're describing a, a bass fisherman mm-hmm. and he's like yeah well we took a vote and predator's cooler <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which all that stuff to me is actually i really enjoyed it because i, f- I felt like it was really self-aware and was poking fun at itself i guess in a in a goofy but like really entertaining way yeah. Which is why Predator 2 is actually my, what number are we on? Four. Fourth favorite. Interesting. Below. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Twist. Pretty I mean, twist. to keep the lists a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Just do it on purpose at this point. And, and you had not seen... Predator 2 in a long time, revisited right. recently, and were you just pleasantly yeah. surprised by your, the Predator 2 experience? Uh, pleasantly surprised? I don't know. Sure. I mean, I think it was, you know, stuff to me, I, we were talking about this earlier, uh, just off off microphone. <laughs> uh, off ear. Off ear. There you go. <laughs> uh, to me, it's like, or maybe we were talking about this in the last podcast of Danny Glover being like the ultimate uh you know who can pre- who, who, who can, can, follow who can fight predator it's like all oh, the predators coming down i think obviously he's you know 
don't they talk about they're attracted to like you know all the violence and the war and stuff that's going on down there and he's coming to like claim trophies or something yeah and it's like danny glover's the guy mid 40s danny glover <laughs> that's it he's you know the prime dude on earth right now that a predator's got to come after apparently uh there were after arnold uh i think it, he declined the role over a discrepancy of something like $60,000. He wanted like 50 grand more and they said no. He's like, "Well, then I'm not doing it." Maybe he was bluffing and they said, "Well, forget Arnold then." Um and they started to approach other actiony guys. At one point they were even talking to Steven Seagal. Ooh, and the director said, "I'd actually rather it just be someone who can play an everyman." This is the role was going to be like a cop and not even like a high ranking cop. He's yeah. not like the chief of police or anything like that. He's not the commissioner. It's uh, like, I want someone who can do more like an everyman, just like a down and out cop. And then they picked Danny Glover for that reason. But, you know, Danny Glover is uh, he's actually really good in the role. I remember always thinking how ridiculous it was as a kid. It's like, man, come on, Danny Glover is the one who's going to follow Arnold. Is the only, only two people who can beat the Predator is Arnold and Danny Glover. But uh, he is believable in that genre. I kind of, I've found the movie really nostalgic watching it this last time, not just for the memory of the movie itself, but of the, like, near future 97 mm-hmm. depiction yeah, of LA. It felt so dated and kind of a fun, charming Yeah, it way. felt like all the Total Recall type movies happening at the mm-hmm. time, you know. Uh, and when I was re-watching it too, it did feel like the Predator came to get the gang guys, right? That's a, that was his yeah. primary target. Yeah, and then, that's true. And in the moment, he just saw like this rogue cop kind of being awesome. And then yeah, that's where specifically he in a moment on that rooftop right. skirmish. So it didn't. Like, mm. It wasn't mm. quite like the Arnold thing of like, well, here's obviously the alpha hunter of the group. It was kind of like he was just being awesome for the moment, and then that the chase was on. They also introduced the interesting conceit. They mention it in the Predator, and they mention it in Predator Two that they're drawn to heat. Remember, there was, there was yeah. a heat wave in L.A., and everyone's constantly in the movie, like you know soaked through their clothes and said, oh, God, it's so hot. And uh, they're like, yeah, it's drawn to heat and violence. And in The the Predators, they talk specifically about how the global warming is ideal (laughs) for the Predators. Like, oh, they like it hot. Oh, right. That's why they're taking over. come take over. It doesn't work for the AVP thing, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you put your temple in Antarctica, man? (laughs) But And then Gary Busey's in the movie. It's like all these people keep showing up and that crazy... It's something about the city, even though I was just griping about seeing predators in suburbia, and that's something that, for me, doesn't work as well in The Predator, is the small town stuff. Like, yeah. you know, him running around the kid's school is stupid looking. It just doesn't work. It makes him look demystified and uncool. Mm-hmm. But seeing the predator scale skyscrapers and crappy L.A., that that works. Get, That's he cool calls idea. lightning down to strike him. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't even like recoil or anything. Hmm. Yeah, I remember very uh, specifically as a kid watching the scene when he's crashes into the apartment bathroom. Yeah, and he's taking out his med kit. And he uses drywall to heal. Yeah, himself. patching himself <laughs> yeah, up yeah. and stuff. 
Yeah. He's, he's those guys got some sophisticated gadgetry. They do. That's they for can. sure. And then in Predator too, they can straight up speak English if they want. They can make yeah. vocalizations. Yeah. Um I liked I mean I guess too I I did like in in it that you introduce or you're introduced to more multiple yeah, that predators. was cool. That was exciting at the, end, at the time. You know, it's like, oh, dang, they're all on this ship, and there's a bunch of right. them, and it opens up this whole world of possibilities. Obviously, you're like, there's more than one, because this is a different one than the one that Arnold killed. Right, and then the... Or he, I guess he killed himself, not really. Yeah, the alien... He was dying. Yeah, yeah, Arnold true. pushed him to it. Uh, the alien skull <laughs> on the ship. Him. Yeah, <laughs> the xenomorph skull. <laughs> that was like playground talk, you know? That seemed like because uh, it was I heard quite about, literally. Yeah, I heard about that before I saw the movie. Yeah, I remember that specifically, and not knowing if it was true. It sounded like the kind of thing kids would make up, right? Like warp zones in video games or something like that. There's, there's really not an alien skull on the Predator ship. That I can't. It can't be that cool. I remember the first time I saw that. I it was out of the context of the movie. I was at a friend's house. It was on the local Fox station. And it was the end of the movie. And I was like, oh, this is Predator 2. Let's see if that thing's really in there. And then sure enough, there was that alien skull. Couldn't believe it. <gasps> yep. For all those reasons, Predator 2 is my number three. Mm. Predator 2 is also my number three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, hey, it's good. Predator 2 is really good. It is. I was surprised. In fact, uh, since there was such a long gap between when I had last seen Predator 2 and just like a week ago, I, for some reason had become convinced in that gap that even though I liked it as a kid, it was a bad, mo- a really bad movie. I think maybe I just remember reading that it got terrible reviews and tanked at the box office or something like that. So I was fully expecting it to be, you know, an eye-rolling experience, and I was actually entertained watching it. I didn't think it was boring. or dull. There's a few really funny moments, like Levi mentioned, when he confronts the... Jamaican witch doctor, which I'm not sure why the Jamaicans are voodoo rather than Rastafarians, which apparently I was like, oh man, this is probably someone probably would get in trouble for this today. Is this racist? But uh, it was based on an actual Jamaican gang mm-hmm. in oh, Los Angeles, but they were Rastafarians, not voodoo. Yeah, voodoo's scarier than I guess. Rastafarian. He's rolling bones like dice in an alley. Oh, yeah. And then Predator walks up to him, and it's a sharp cut, a jump cut, to his screaming face as the Predator carries his yeah. head away. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, that's the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got him. I mean, and obviously, too, I, you know, Predator 2 jumps up the sex factor. Super sexy. With with the naked lady and the what was to me like I mean you don't really I guess maybe notice I didn't notice this in Pr- Predator necessarily but in Predator Two Predator's mouth is straight up a vulva. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I mean it's it's very it's very like someone was in the props department. And they were like, dude, we got to do something something real, like, we got to get people's attention with this Predator They were taking a page mouth. from, since they're like, this is not the only reference to Alien yeah. we're going to make. Oh, get, yeah. Get Giger here to draw some of the, or, or no, this is the, how I like to imagine it. I don't know if you guys have ever heard Giger talk. It's hilarious. 
they they were like, oh man, we should get that artist guy that did the stuff from Alien. He could do our Predator redesign. But then they're like, we're calling him and calling him. He's not answering. We're just going to have to do it ourselves. So they're redesigning the Predator. It's basically the same thing. And they just haven't finished filling in the face. And then Giger calls. He's like, I'm ready to draw a draw monster. And they're like, uh, oh, okay. Well, we kind of already drew most of it. <laughs> what do you want to contribute? He, I will draw mouth. I draw mouth on him. And they're like, okay, well, here it is. And, of course, first thing he draws, like, oh, well, it looks like privates. And he's like, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Master. Yeah. <laughs> <Seriously>. yeah. <laughs> then he got on his little black phallic uh, spaceship and flew back yeah. to Switzerland. And then, of course, that gives Danny Glover the yeah he, uh, he chance, points it out. He chance out. to he call him. him yeah, yeah, he calls him that. Yeah, that's his one liner. Then they, you know, the the weird thing to me is that. I was confused. So in the original movie, Arnold calls Predator one ugly mother effer. It's a kind of an iconic movie line moment. And Predator 2, same exact thing happens where the Predator seems to be, you know, dealt to death blow or at least unconscious. He takes off his mask to see him and says, Danny Glover begins to say the same line, you are one ugly, and then the Predator wakes up and finishes the line. And so you're like, I'm confused. Has the pre- this Predator seen the other movie? Or is he calling Danny Glover this uh, profane thing? Is he agreeing with him that he is one ugly? Like, Well, you know, in some of the other movies, they obviously they have, like we, you know, we just watched... The Predator, and there's the scene when the the kid puts on the mask, right. and he can see what's happening with other Predators, right? And in fact, the other Predator, or the main Predator, gets a different mask, puts it on, and he can see from his mask... The, the kid drew a picture of a map in his room. What's yeah. happening, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah, and this one of the Predator... AVPs, they watch footage, like, uh, yeah, he's watching the footage... Like through the eyes of another mask of the Predalian killing everyone on the ship. So maybe at some point, I think obviously it was after the mask comes off in Predator, but yeah. some there's some kind of recording that maybe is like, dang, this was crazy. It, it's traveled around Yautja Prime as yeah, like it's, it's, it's kind of the original news, viral video, YouTube viral video. YouTube sensation. Of Arnie, you know, calling him, yeah, calling him that—that's a has become a catchphrase on their planet, right? I think the better question is: Danny Glover finally gets this thing down, and he's like, you know what I need to do is take the mask off for some reason, and he figures out how to take it oh, off. Oh yeah, uh, he just—he's like, oh wait a minute, there's a little knob over here. <laughs> I, you know, it, I, you know what I don't like how in almost all the movies, maybe this. The Predator's the only exception. They, they all have to do that weird mimey thing that the first actor in the suit did when he took off the mask, which is kind of slowly fanning his fingers down over the mask like he's a street performer or something. I'm like, yeah. who would ever do it? And then they all do it. Like it's Maybe they did it for consistency. Say it's like, oh, my God, just take it off. That's how they move there. So um, much pageantry. Levi, what's your fourth... Or was that where we're at? Three. Third. Third. Your third favorite Predator. So movie. I would say The Predator. Wow. That we just watched. Yeah. 
If it went higher than that, I'd be kind of surprised. Yeah, I think just I think I had to put it there just because it was it felt like really funny to me. It felt campy, but it felt purposefully done that way, like it was just poking fun at itself. I I liked though also the I liked the fact that Predator is on screen like really fast. We didn't have to wait for an hour and a half to see a stinking Predator. That's true. In fact, it's, like, it's the first thing you yeah, see. Yeah, it's just... like, dude, this is a Predator movie. Here's Predator. Like, let's just not, you know, there's no big reveal. We know what it looks like. Um, you know, I thought stuff like that was was cool to me. The, you know, the design of this Predator and the Super Predator, I, you know, it just felt like, you know, they just kind of went all out with it. Um, the scene where, uh, which I thought was great that Gary Busey's kid, was it Jake Busey? Is that his name? I don't know. What are you about to say? I don't he's, know. he's in that. He's one of the scientists. Oh, yeah, he in, like him. in the, uh, yeah. in the, where they have the predator captive. Right. And, uh, the guy from Starship Troopers. Yeah. Starship Troopers. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that whole scene, you know, where they have the predator, captured and he wakes up and just causes mayhem i was like man that was you know a good action-packed like that was fun. i like the i like the you know the kind of you know gore and stuff of it too a little bit it definitely a lot like requiem but a lot better the movie opens promising you that it's there's gonna be mayhem yeah uh, there's a scene where um Someone who is hanging upside down by their leg gets hewn in twain, and their intestines are dangling out of their legs, yeah. and the blood splatters on the uh, invisible predator revealing mm-hmm. its shape. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. yeah Stuff like that. They the came con- up with some creative violence. <laughs> they did, but then you get to the conclusion of the movie to find that the, the, that predator was coming to save mankind. Yeah, that but couldn't whole help himself from just murdering everybody. Was weird. That w- I will say this: there was so much in that movie where I was like, I don't understand why this is happening, <laughs> how they got to this point, what the logic again, you know, is behind what's happening. They they never bothered to explain. I guess maybe no one knew they they had no trouble figuring out exactly what was happening, which is that the. Predators, the super predators want to steal the best spinal cords. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that idea is, is ridiculous. So it's like, no, they take them as trophies. That's it. Don't uncool it. Yeah. That's already cool enough. But they're collecting the best spinal cords because this spinal fluid that lets them steal the DNA to upgrade themselves to the latest OS. And then. Uh, before the planet, the human beings go extinct because of global warming, they can live on this planet anyway. It's a nice place for them. It'll be nice and warm. Uh, they're like, okay, they figured out that quick. But then this other predator, the non-super predator, he's trying to help us. How come? Because he got injected with a uh, people goo, and now he's like relating to the human. Is that why? I mean, because he, yeah, they say he has human DNA in him. Which oh, I maybe love you're the, right. That's I love the, the, because the line. why would that be in there otherwise? Yeah. Did it look like he was growing ovaries? <laughs> when he got DNA in yeah, it? Yeah, it looked like it. Uh, the line, too, He's where they're like, oh, yeah. 
you know, the, the lady scientist and the annoying, like, jerk bad guy scientists are talking. And it's like, oh, you, you want to know if an alien effed a human, right? And it's like, I mean, I, I feel like we were all thinking it, and they just said it. I mean, they just said it. <laughs> we like, were all thinking it. That's, yeah. I liked that about the movie where it was like, everybody's thinking this. We're just going to put it on the table and say it. Do you it think that... Uh, they did a lot of that with the case in point, the whole like, well, that's not a predator. That's not... Yes. Right. And then they kept saying that with the other characters. But do you think this predator wasn't trying to save humanity? He was just running and he had the predator killing suit to like try to defend himself. He just crashed on Earth. Why oh, would yeah. he have shown up in the suit? Then? And what the heck was with that... I was con- so confused as to about where... I see. I thought what they were after... Was his gauntlet seemed like, but they were after the whole predator killer suit. Ultimately, is what he had with him. His cargo. yeah, because they didn't want people to get it. But okay, what was the little uh, mechanism that came out of the gauntlet? Like I don't know if that was device. like the tra- the tracking yeah. or the map kind of to where it was at. Maybe then the other thing though was like. I pointed this out right after we watched it was that thing that has the predator killer suit in it very clearly has in English letters <laughs> pod I saw that too. three, which by the way, maybe they is, put it on there. Oh, yeah. The humans. Yeah. yeah. They, I, maybe they did, but it seems odd that like if a predator was bringing a, a, a tool to, humans anyway like it just was lucky i guess that it was in english of all the languages it's very considerate and that it happened to land in an in a place where english is the is the primary language yeah well yeah. i mean yeah i think that the the amount of ridiculousness in the predator intentional and seemingly unintentional uh, i mean some of it's just like it's just so much. The, the idea of the dogs, and then yeah. at first the dogs are scary, but then he shoots one in the head, and it turns it into a nice dog. Uh, and then it's actually kind of funny against all odds, and the amount of like snappy Shane Black dialogue. Shane Black, who wrote and directed The Predator, also is he writes more than he directs, but he wrote movies like Monster Squad, and um, he has a small role in the original Predator movie. Tell all the jokes. Which, by the way, I love Monster Squad. Yeah, and sure. he wrote Iron Man Ooh. 3 and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He wrote the Lethal Weapon movies. That's kind of his bag, is writing snappy dialogue for action movies. Um, and he came up with some funny characters, the sort of crazy misfit soldiers, that at first you're like, this is so dumb on the bus. I mean, the, <laughs> the guy is getting questioned. It's happened so fast for his involvement in, in, you know, alien contact. And they put him on a bus, like, get him out of here. And then they're riding the bus, and the predator jumps down and starts running. But he's just like, oh, Which, there yeah, it is. Why? And then one of the guys on the bus goes, oh, there's the alien. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange coincidence. You, know? you were just in another country in the jungle with this thing. Why would your assumption be that this man-shaped thing is that same alien? He didn't even get a good look at it. And why were all these other, like guys that were on this bus how is it that they were at the same facility where they were keeping 
the predator, the the yeah, captive I guess they predator. Didn't really say that, did they? No, they're just they're all buds. They've been together for a while. They're just driving around on this bus. Yeah, they like to take a tour of the facilities. Their psych ward was on the premises. But, it's, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, s- secret government base where we keep alien technology. Yeah, let's put a psych ward for old vets. <laughs> Patrick, it's what? Yeah. What's your second favorite? Yep, second favorite. It's your second favorite. Second only to your favorite. Uh, my second favorite is Prey. Oh, uh, me too. These are yeah, that's ones. yeah. We did a whole episode on it, but that's the first time. I think the first time since the first one, they actually have a protagonist that matches what Arnold did in the first one. So then, you know, by uh, process of elimination, all of us have selected the original Predator as our favorite Predator movie. Yeah. And I'm bringing that up only to say this. What a miracle. If someone would have told you that, oh, this new Predator movie that they made quietly with no hype and dumped onto Hulu, when you see it, it will be second only to the original as the best Predator movie, I would have been like, no, there's no way. Maybe it won't be terrible at best, but it can't possibly be good. Right. But it was. But it was. It was, yeah. I was going to say, is it only because most of the other ones are not good? No, but no, this it, was good. Yes, no. it was genuinely a really good <laughs> that, movie. I mean, that had it going for its yeah. journey, but still. I, I, I will say this because I didn't say it in the... The other podcast, when you were nitpicking about like things about prey, you know that were kind of you didn't like. I honestly do wish the whole or most of it had been in Comanche. Well, you can watch that. You version, can, man. but not a dubbed version. Yeah, that's it's bad. like no one. I don't like watching dubbed movies. You know, um, to me, it's like, dude, why not? Just go, like, go with it. I, I, I feel agree. like there's so many, um. You know, foreign language films that are so accessible and, you know, whatever for people nowadays. Like, you could have just done the whole thing in Comanche. Especially since a significant chunk of the movie was in French. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's Yeah, I agree. In fact, I, I had not seen a trailer. I had not, you know, I had blocked the spoilers on my computer leading up to the movie. So I was not sure as the movie was getting going if it would be in Comanche or not. And then when someone finally spoke, they were like American English. Uh, I thought that that was a little bit off putting and even the like kind of delivery of the lines when, you know, I mean like each language has its own uh, personality and inflection. And when these actors are, I don't know. I wish that the movie would have came up with some way, especially since they went back and forth between American and every now and then would say certain words or phrases in Comanche. Yeah. Um, there's a... The best way I've seen this handled is the uh, freaking... What was... I think it was Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. The movie with Tom Cruise and the plot to kill Hitler. And the opening moments of the movie are in German. And that slowly crossed the audio slowly cross dissolves into English as if to say, these guys really speak German, but we're translating it for you. So, you know what I mean? And then, then from there on, I wish that the movie would have had some reason to at least explain it because it actually opens with a voiceover in Comanche. Yeah. She says something and then immediately starts to speak English. 
um, when someone told me there was a Comanche version, I was like, oh, cool. Let me go. I'll watch it again right now. I want to see what that's like. I didn't realize it was dubbed, but I guess I could have put two and two together. They're not going to shoot every yeah. single scene. To make two movies just make for that? two movies just so that one. But yeah, the dub is terrible. A dub in general is terrible. I mean, the only reason I'm trying to get my kids off of the... Uh, dubbed versions of Godzilla movies, uh, but, you know, they can't read fast. <laughs> so, you need that. You need that skill. But, uh, yeah, we watch dubbed Godzilla movies at my house all the time, and they're just terrible. so much better to actually hear the actor's actual performance. I think that's a, that's a valid nitpick, but I doubt the studio was ever going to go for a fully foreign-language Predator movie. They're, they were probably like, no, dude. I wonder if he and I can asked. understand that, but yeah. but yeah, all things considered, what a what a clean, effective, uh, and praiseworthy addition to the Predator catalog. The, the reason that I put I don't know how you guys feel about this, but having seen both of them, it's not like just nostalgia, and you know I'm willing to admit I saw whatever Requiem in a theater and loved it, and then I watched it again for this podcast and realized it sucked. Um, having seen both movies, all the movies recently, uh, the Predator, or, or sorry, Predator, the original Predator, has a certain timelessness to it that, yeah, it's like, you know, Terminator 2 or something like that. There's, there is nostalgia there, your fondness for the movie. Um, but it's still a really entertaining movie. It's fun to watch from start to finish. The, uh, effects still feel like because you know that, for example, the camouflage, the light bending camouflage that now we've seen all through every single movie. Yeah. But even though the the effect is kind of crude in the original movie, you're like, man, that was neat that they came up with this cool thing to put it. And it kind of makes sense that you know you see those heat waves when it's really hot. They don't know what they're looking at. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of really novel ideas in the movie that still feel cool to watch. There's a great cast. The story makes sense. It all makes sense why they were there, what was happening. Uh, and the like action movie dialogue is cool and yep. fun. Um, even you know the, those great lines like, if it bleeds, we can kill it, that Jesse Ventura says and it gets repeated in Prey. Like, well, there's a reason that it kind of stuck around and become the cultural thing. Stick around. Stick around, yeah. <laughs> That's the one-liner. What do you think Mike would have thought? I didn't, Did Mike watch Prey yet? I don't know. He's a big Predator fan. I don't know his life. Did you know that for the price of a cup of coffee every month, you can get bonus episodes of You Hate Movies? Just go to patreon.com slash youhatemovies, where you can subscribe to one or two bonus episodes every month and occasionally advanced episodes of our mainstream podcast. How do you rank the Predator franchise? Leave us a comment at youhatemovies.com and let us know where we went wrong or just affirm how right we truly are.